0: Baby, hey, hmm can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find?
1: Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry.
0: And We've been a lot of places.
1: We've had a lot of coffee.
0: But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from.
1: Yeah, Hacienda Real in Costa Rica.
0: We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and it's a micro roastery. Using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because Mm. it is amazing.
1: Takes all the bitterness out. All
0: the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door.
1: You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So... There is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it, and it is the best coffee that we have ever had.
0: So, click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order.
1: Hacienda Real, keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks, I've been doing my <laughs> oh I can see that. But it's not just what's in them, it's what's on them.
0: Oh yeah, I got on my smart ass undies. They're not just super comfy, they've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind.
1: Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time.
0: Motivate your ass with smart ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website.
1: And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order.
0: Smartass undies.
2: Cheeky and comfy.
1: Everybody. Welcome again. So what have we got this week?
0: Today we have a very special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, today we uh, got a chance to chat with the lover and the fighter. Yes. Who? How did we find Charles?
1: Um, Charles DiGisco is a he's an MMA fighter okay. and MMA commentator. He is a co-owner of... Um, District District MMA in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And he is the host of the Lover and Fighter podcast, which I thought was such a cute idea. We actually discovered each other on Instagram. Yeah. We have some common interests. Okay. And so we started chatting a little bit about collaborating on an episode because his podcast, he sort of splits it up and we'll provide a link to yes, to that. I'll, I'll it's put super, links in everything. It's super awesome. So he talks about dating issues okay. for the first half. And then the second half of the podcast, he takes apart like the MMA fights of that week or anything like that. And so a lot of times on his Instagram feed, he'll have like a poll or something to take the pulse of... Like what's going his, on out there. His followers, yeah, yeah to see, see what's happening out there. And then... He'll discuss the results on okay. the podcast. And so um, sometimes we talk about sex and relationships every once in a while. Yeah. And sometimes we talk about MMA yep. or jiu-jitsu. And so we thought it might be fun Good to fit. team up and have a little chat. Yeah. And just see what our common ground is. Turns out even more than we thought.
0: Yeah. Who knew that Charles and I would be huge romantic comedy fans? Yeah. <laughs>
1: You're really gonna give that away right at the beginning?
0: It's called a tease.
1: Ah, well, it doesn't surprise me that you're good at that.
0: Okay, Ooh. all right, everyone, enjoy, enjoy the episode. How did you guys come up with the name "Cheating on
3: Fear"? That's a great question. Yeah,
0: so we were bouncing it around because we wanted to have, uh, and we, you need a name for a podcast, obviously, right? You can't, you can't not. Otherwise, what are people finding? And Beatrice actually came up with the name when we were bouncing ideas around on like what we wanted, we kind of knew what we wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. but how we wanted to do that, we weren't quite sure. And I think that's where you came up with the idea of it's fear and how we're going to eliminate that fear. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. So I I think, yeah, I think it was the idea that I, I, I had written a blog as well, blog post to sort of as our, it was supposed to serve as our manifesto kind of idea. And I, there was a sentence at the end that was like, so we're cheating on fear because it hasn't treated us very nicely. And just that, that what does cheating mean? Turning away from that saying, no, I'm not, I'm not going to fuck with that. And I think there were a lot of the topics that we were talking about and wanting to talk about are fraught for a lot of people. Yeah,
0: fear's and, a barrier for for, yeah. for a lot of it.
1: And, and, and having gone through it together, I think too, there were a lot of things at the beginning of our relationship that was like, whoa, like, I don't know. And you start to just, well, let's just try it. And, and that actually, it connects a little bit with jujitsu as well, because you know one of the big things about that is getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Absolutely. And so that that's been such a huge part.
0: You're gonna get tapped a lot (laughs) before you know what you're doing, right? (laughs) And even after. And And you have to be okay with that, right? Yeah. Because you're not gonna last very long in in the art. No. So
1: that's that's kinda how that came to be. And the more you say it, and then the logo kind of came out of that. You you came up with the logo idea. I
0: had an idea of the logo and and we have an illustrator friend of ours actually of yours mm-hmm. that, that did our logo for the podcast. And and I kind of sent her a, a, a quick sketch of like two little people fighting this kind of amorphous blob. <laughs> and we did a few iterations of it. And I was like, yeah, that's it. Like mm-hmm. kind of like a tentacle monster, just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and, and, and. All
1: stranger things. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like oh, a stranger great
0: reference.
3: <laughs> great reference.
0: Yeah. It was show. kind of that sort of thing. Right. And then, and then the two little kind of warriors, like, you know, and she, I love how she did like, we're like holding hands as we're about to like go into battle or whatever. <laughs> we got our right? weapons up. Yeah. Everything's and, and going, yeah. I was like, that's it. This is, yeah. this is the way we go. And, and once we kind of had the name and we had our logo, it, everything else kind of like fell into place mm-hmm. because we knew what we wanted to talk about. We just needed the kind of the way the message is going to be delivered. And from that, from that perspective, that gave us our jumping off point. And we kind of, we kind of yeah. launched from there.
1: So let me ask you this, uh, Charles, what made you combine the two things that you did? And and, and the fighter, yeah, Yeah. like I mean that—that's like it's so funny because it's always been whenever you hear those two things, it's either or,
3: right? Right, you're not both,
1: not both, (laughs) and it's like, oh no, fuck, I'm both. Like, how did you? How did you decide? I'm gonna do this podcast, and these are the two things that I'm gonna talk about.
3: Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. So. I've been involved in fighting for over a decade now, which wow. I'm 29. So it doesn't, you know, anytime you've done anything for more than like three years, it feels like a long time at this point. <laughs>
2: right oh, just uh, wait. <laughs> I know,
3: I know, right? And and I'm seeing I got gray hairs now. What's going on? And I'm getting nervous. <laughs> but so much of, and, and I'm actually going to connect this with cheating on fear, because I think that idea, it really connects to both dating and fighting, right? Mm. So just to, to kind of build off that first, when I hear cheating on fear, it's like, over, I think overcoming it, right? Overcoming a bad situation mm-hmm. and, you know, physical conflict conflict is super terrifying, right? I mean, like getting into a fist fight. I remember back when I was younger, did, you get the tunnel vision and your heart's beating out of your chest. And the next thing you know, it's somebody's pulling you off. And thankfully, you know, it went well. And you're just like, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you, it's like you get this adrenaline dump. You almost get nauseous after, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And then the more you do it, the more you get used to it. And then when you start training and learning and really competing, then you're like, oh, okay, now it's just nerves, it's not fear. Right, it's almost like you you overcame that fear of conflict mm-hmm. by preparing yourself for jujitsu and, and fighting and all that. And with dating, I think a lot of it's the same, right? Do you guys remember the first time you went, like, you approached your crush? Yeah, Kelly Tompeck, second <laughs> grade, right?
1: Aww.
3: right. My Where is was, she now? Oh God, I, I I lost touch with her. I mean, she's doing quite well, I'm sure. I think we're oh, friends nice. on Instagram, yeah. but um. <laughs> Yeah, my heart was beating on my chest. And, you know, I, I wrote this letter some something like that, you know, seven years Aww. old and uh, didn't pan out, didn't work out all for the better. But, you know, you do that for 10 years, for 20 years, right? If I was seven to, you know, by the time you're 27, it's just you approach a woman, you just start talking to her and it becomes kind of like an art in itself, right? You kind of overcame that yeah. anxiety. Well, doing both of these things for so long, I kind of became the resident advice giver. <laughs> right so all of my buddies all you know men women doesn't matter they would hit me up and be like hey what is what does this mean you know and so mm. often i was given this dating advice whether i was qualified or not i don't know but i had a lot of experience to build off of to provide them with like well i don't know what that means but i can tell you when i got that here is what what happened after you know and i had so much experience to build off of and with fighting you know i ended up opening a gym dma with a couple of my buddies who all by the way were much more competitively accomplished than I was. They're all, they're all older. But between, between that and then commentary, it really just became like my two topics of one fighting, definitely expertise, dating, definitely something that I just enjoy talking about Mm -hmm. because I think it's such a complex topic, right? Like, you know, so often people talk in gender stereotypes or just like, Oh, this is usually what this means, but you never really know. You know what I mean? You never really can figure out what's going on in somebody else's head. Sometimes they can kind of show you, you know, and you kind of really, it's just like you have to read between the lines, but there's no set path. You know, if, if each situation is different and just like in jujitsu, right? Every time you roll somebody, it's going to be different. In right. MMA, every time you fight with somebody, it's going to be different. Sometimes you get hit and it's like, it was a baseball bat and you're like, how did I take that? I'm good. <laughs> and then other times you get touched and you're like, whoa, whoa, hang on. Like, why am I dizzy? Like what's going on here? You know, and there's no real rhyme or reason to it. And I think that's the part that keeps it so fascinating. So that's kind of how it became the lover and the fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Because I was always giving dating advice, and that was a lot of what the podcast was talking about. And then, obviously, fighting, where I was just, I'm so involved in that sport, and I really, I really only want to get more involved.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: I think it's so interesting that in both of those, in both of those arenas, the more you learn and the more confident you are in yourself, the less scary those things become.
2: Yeah, right. Absolutely.
1: You, you just because you stop worrying about the other guy, and you just. You do everything that you can to be the best version of yourself to put out in the world when you're meeting other people and and the same thing with training. You're not trying, you're just trying to be better than you were yesterday and better than That's you right. were a year ago or five years ago. And and so it's it I think it's a really interesting thing that you've put those two things together and and that you can be both. You don't have to be one or the other. It's it's it was really, right actually we were telling. Your sister, yeah, about this. Oh, and yeah. she actually, she was like, "You know what? Like, if he ever wants to change the names, I have a great name." And we were like, "What?" She goes, "How about MMating?" Ooh!
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! that's tremendous i yeah. love a good pun too you're like I love a good oh pun. man
1: is like yeah. maybe if he if he ever wants like a spin-off show
2: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: we could we could we can do like a quarterly cheating on fear lover fighter collab and call it emma mating like it was, oh my god it was so just,
2: good it was so good yeah, it was so it's
1: like should we tell him
3: yeah.
0: should we not tell
1: him what should we do? No, we gotta tell her. We good. gotta tell If you I make the change,
3: she's getting credit.
0: You yeah, know?
1: yeah. <laughs> you know? she doesn't have to know. She doesn't have to.
0: Know. <laughs> she doesn't need a, well, a, you... a bigger head than than she's already got. No,
1: you know? that's true. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: that's such a creative thing. So, and I'm not very creative. So, the producer of the show, Grace, me and her, we're dating now. We're, we're engaged, right?
1: Oh my gosh, really? Oh. You know? oh. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Pretty wild, huh? Were
1: you saving that to get our yeah, like yeah, real time yeah. reaction? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're a lucky um, man. Oh, geez. Am I ever, am I ever, right? The patience, but you'll appreciate this. Actually, I'm going to tell this story on here. I'm basically how we met not, and it's not like a, oh my God, this fucking guy. (laughs) So I went to, uh, I was a community college kid and I was a Jersey guy. So basically what that means is I was wearing sweatpants, Tim's, I had a shaved head and a V-neck and that was as good as it was getting. (laughs) I looked like I was there to collect debt, not to, you know, like I was like coming to shake you down, not to actually take class. So when I moved to D.C. And,
2: your,
1: your vernacular changes when you say that. I know. there to collect out. debt?
3: It's so bad, isn't it? You no, can take the kid so out bad. of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the kid. So, so I go to class, right? And I don't fit in an American at all. Like American University was really accomplished, smart students who could have gone Ivy League, but they didn't quite have the extracurriculars to do it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. But they were all very smart. They were all very engaged in education. And they, they really took pride in it and coming from community college, I was going to be a cop and all my friends were the cops or drug dealers. And it was just a completely different (laughs) life. You know what I mean? Like the the, nobody gave a shit. Can I curse on you? Sorry. Yeah.
0: We we put an explicit tag on. So curse away, man.
3: (laughs) Gotcha. Tremendous. You know, I try not to curse too much. My dad would get pissed, but you know, it's, it's just such a different mindset and, and experience going from community college to a private institution where people really take school seriously, right? Mm-hmm, they, mm-hmm. they got good grades in high schools and they went straight there. And and I just stuck out like a sore thumb. I really did. And um, I, I, was, I walked into Spanish class and I saw this girl, you know, Grace, and I was like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. exactly.
2: <Muñeca> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, pretty good Spanish, actually, yeah. but much better than what I, what I speak, right? So we start talking, I start flirting with her. And pretty much she just kind of like, she looks at me and she's like, this kid's fucking trouble. She gives <laughs> you the stiff arm politely, you know, and we keep in touch. But she was not, she was way too smart to be messing around with a guy like me, right? Mm. So we kept in touch over the years. And, you know, we like had these passing moments where I'd see her in the gym or I'd see her at a bar and it would be flirty and there would be this like kind of attraction, but it would just never really pan out. And then she moved back home to Jordan and came back for grad school. And so at this point, we're now 26. So like eight years later, Right. Or wow. she was 24. I was I'm 26. And she was like, Hey, you know, been keeping in touch. I'm actually moving back to the area. I would like to learn, you know, I was boxing a little bit back home. I'd love to keep boxing. And I'm like, perfect. Come on <laughs> by. Right. So place I waiting
2: for you. Yeah,
3: I know. Right. And like my first gym, by the way, was not too much bigger than this closet that I'm, <laughs> I'm recording in. And uh, so she gets there and like, I'm putting it on her, right? Like I'm making more money. What I thought was good money. That's nothing, right? Like I'm, I got a car, I'm dressing well. I look completely different. You know, I have like, ha- I have hair now, right? I'm, you know what I mean? Like I'm like- You have just cargo bit-
1: pants instead of sweatpants.
3: <laughs> right, no, I think I I would show up in a suit on purpose because I'd come right from work and be like, oh, I got to get changed, hang on, you know? Wow. So so like, and I, I start flirting with it and again, she's just- she was just tough to break down. You know, I just couldn't break down. I'm like, at that point, I'd been dating quite successfully, you know, which is why I became the lover and the fighter, right? Like all those years had been paying off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, what do I got to do? What, what do I have to do? (laughs) So, uh, so finally, finally, after like months of pursuing her, I finally got her to like show some interest. And then, you know, one thing led to another and we started dating. And then as it turns out, really great connection. And prior to her, I would tell people, don't get married. It's not a good idea. I do not believe in it, right? And I will still tell you, I think it's a it's a tough sell. It, I think people <laughs> rush into it and it's not a great bet. Oh, I know. Right? I feel well, you, man. I, yeah, okay. All right, I don't want to hear about this. But I'll also tell you that like, and God, you know, I'm 29. So I feel young for this, but every single person would come up, like random people, all my buddies would just be like, wow. How do, how do we get that? You know what I mean? And that was where it kind of made sense. Like, you know, when you're in it, you don't always get it. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, this is stat- This is normal. We just have a great time together, right? Mm-hmm. But when you see everybody else's reaction, and even my own father, who's very cautious, you know what I mean? He gave me this look one time. He's just like, <laughs> and I Gotta understood. wipe
1: that shit right there.
3: <laughs> pretty much, you know, pretty much. And then, <laughs> I mean, look, and, and you know, it's so funny too, because looking back, it was always such an easy answer. I just had to get over this preconceived notion that I had drilled into my own head, drilled into my own head. Because to me, it was, hey, you know, it was not a meaningful pursuit. It was a fun thing to do, right? Just my my view on dating in general. It was, I always kept things light. I never made sure, I never hurt anybody. Like nobody ever got like, oh, let on. There was none of that. It was very fun and positive and upbeat, but everybody kind of knew with Charles, it was like, mm. you know, it's not going to be a long ride. It's just going to be a fun one. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and you know, it's I created this like, persona I shouldn't say created it's just who I was you know and it it really it served two purposes right like I had a great time and I wasn't leading anybody on nobody was getting their feelings hurt because I decided I don't want to date them so it kind of worked out in that sense and then I met Grace and I'm like oh my god you know I gotta I gotta change everything up now you know so fast forward to today I'm planning the trip to to Jordan and we're making all these things happen so um it just really kind of came full circle Mm. so now my dating Mm. advice is like I'm like an old coach who's no longer in the game. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: So what do you tell people now?
3: Well, I think it's given me a different perspective on commitment in general. Okay. Right. So one of the things I like a lot about your logo is the two people fighting it together. Right. Mm. This emphasis on team, I think, is something that I've always had personally. Because like, you know, family to me is who I choose my family to be. It's not... I don't believe in just like, oh, we're blood relatives. That means we're family, right? Like me and my father, closest could be, you know, me and my sister, same way. But everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. wait, are you hitting me up day to day? Like I've made, I've, I have brothers who I would die for.
2: Mm-hmm. My
3: buddy Mark, I would, not only would I die for him, I'd kill for him if he asked me to and I'd bury the mm-hmm. body, no mm-hmm. questions asked, right? Proudly. And he's provided more sense of family to me than I could have ever had from anybody else. So I take that and, and you put that into dating, and it's that same idea of we're working together to solve whatever problems in front of us, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's deciding what to eat, which usually I have that covered because I love to eat, <laughs> or whether it's dealing with something really significant, right? Like fighting a monster, you know? Right. I know you got my six. If I'm putting rounds down range, I know you're going to be working that flank.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: right?
3: Mm-hmm. And that I think is so valuable.
1: Sorry, just, as you're as you're saying that, you know, um, the classic romantic story is Romeo and Juliet, which is a bullshit story. They care too much about what their parents think and they both end up dead. Like, what kind of romantic story is that? The best romance is 300. Hands down. Best story. Are you kidding me, man? I could totally see you looking back. Should I kick this motherfucker down in the hole or what? (laughs) And I go, yeah, do that shit. Hell yeah. And that, you know, like if you look at having each other's back even when you're separated by circumstance geography you have each other's backs and they were very different and that's cool and she had her thing and he had his thing but man you know she was out she was working for him backward doing what she needed to do he was doing what he needed to do and like
0: that's your love story yeah that's that's your model for love yeah 300 <laughs> nice
3: well what's yours dante
0: uh, model for for a love I, story. I'm a
1: little curious about this myself. Uh, yeah.
0: I mean, it's I, I I wouldn't have gone 300, but that, <laughs> I don't think 300 has nothing
1: is, to do with the ads at think I think,
0: all. I, think yeah, right, right, right. I think 300 is not traditionally marketed as a date movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you love me. Uh, but I think I think for me, I I think that a partnership means the same idea that I would do anything for B and I know that she would without question do anything for me and I think when our relationship started and we kind of mutually brought up the type of relationship model that we wanted and we talked it through and how we wanted this relationship to look and kind of designed we didn't we didn't take anything for granted and we didn't fall into any kind of societal expectation that like, oh, so we're dating now. That means this, 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 and this. Like we went, okay, well, people would do this. What do we feel about that? Or so on. And and until we had kind of talked everything out, like I've, the biggest sort of, not criticism, but when people kind of question, they go like, oh, like a non-traditional relationship. People go, I don't, I don't know, but we, a lot of people just kind of back into a traditional relationship without ever talking about what that actually means. And it's everybody's understanding is a little bit different on what a traditional like quote unquote relationship means informed by the romantic comedy movies that are out there. You know, like how many, how many plots of movies would, what was that? There was a Twitter account, I think, where it was like polyamorous people. Well, that was
1: on IG. Was it on Instagram
0: where it was just like, let's, let's take this like traditional monogamous relationship out and and see how this movie plays out. And almost all the time, it's like, Hey, like they just have a conversation about it and and, the end and the the movie's (laughs) over. Right. And, and so I think because we were so deliberate and we were so purposeful in, in the way that we designed the relationship, we both knew that we had the, we had the same goals. And as a result there was never any question like I one of my biggest sort of challenges in previous relationships was having to like interpret what somebody is saying to you, because I speak very plainly when I talk to people. I don't speak and I mean, OK, so I, <laughs> I joke, I joke, but I don't say one thing and actually mean the other thing. Like if I say right. I'm hungry, I'm hungry. OK, eat. But I'm always, but I'm always eat, hungry, yeah. yeah, yeah, like let's eat, right? Not like, it's not some kind of like convoluted intro to a long conversation. It's like, let's get some fucking food, Does right? Does anybody do that? But-
2: oh, So many previ- people do that.
0: Previous relationship. Okay, food is a bad example because everybody's hungry or we eat, yeah. right? But, but if somebody says to you, like you're dating somebody and they come to you and they're like, what should we do today? They already know what they wanna do. <laughs> But by asking you, what should we do today? They're basically creating this, con- and you've got to go, okay, well, um, I like doing this, but does this person like doing that? And like, and, and all this shit is going on in your head when really it's just like, hey, it's fucking beautiful outside. Let's go for a walk. Like d- just speak plainly it about just,
1: it. It just made me think about how we, what we do in the morning.
0: Oh man, <laughs> B does Wait, this. What's the morning routine? The morning routine. I, I, I open my eyes. And he says,
2: no, you say, you say it first. Oh, and I say, good like, morning, morning, beautiful.
1: Yes. And then, and then and I say, good morning. Would you like to hear the schedule? <laughs> and he goes, why, yes, I would love to hear the schedule." <laughs> Do
0: I? <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah, because because B has her shit together and she knows what she wants and she might give me the schedule, but we can still talk about it,
2: right? Like, it's not <laughs> like... We can it's like, talk like, about it. Yeah, it's not, not going to change. We're still but... going to... Yeah,
0: it's not going to change. No, no. <laughs> no it but but, it, but we, we... There's never any doubt, right? And when you don't have to spend all that mental energy wondering what's actually going on, you can focus on so much more and be better in so many other aspects of your life mm. when you know that the person that's right next to you, like... I like that. Like, if I'm putting rounds downrange, I know you're out there gonna outflank. Like, I know that if I'm doing something, she's right there with me, and right. she's, we're on the same plan and we're moving towards that same objective, whether it's dinner or <laughs> something bigger.
2: And but,
1: but, I think that's scarier. There. So, to come back to your question, I don't think there is really a love story like that, except the little logo that you designed, where we got our fucking weapons up mm-hmm. and we got our holding hands staring down the blob monster right like that's that's kind of the love story isn't it yeah yeah
3: well it's funny you talked about romantic comedies i fucking love romantic comedy so do i aren't they're tremendous yes i love them when i give advice though i'm like hey watch this movie and do (laughs) the opposite do Do the (laughs) opposite because no matter how badly i want these grand romantic gestures to work it's it's the opposite right like give me your
0: best what's what's your favorite romantic comedy
3: you're gonna make me choose just one. I mean, hey, top, look, three. Top, three, top three. Me, give, give me top three. Top top three. Top three. She's all that. That's oh, great one. The, that's the best one. The best. Really? One, right? Yeah. Ray Ray that's Prince my favorite. Jr.? In his prime. <laughs> in his absolute prime. It's just a good Paul Walker. You know what?
1: I see He's it. Good. I see it a little bit yeah i i see With you got they, a little bit of a freddie freddie vibe going on maybe
3: straight it. on but if you look at my nose here that pretty much takes that right <laughs> out of the occasion Dude, i now. know exactly what's going on
0: man we do the same the same home welcome man. to the tribe bro. Yeah, that's
3: right <laughs> you know? so uh that one's number one for sure i okay. that just it's a, that's a feel-good movie you know it's just a feel-good movie um crazy stupid love i think has got a ton of great
1: is that like, Ryan Gosling?
3: Yes. It's Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell. I'm a, I'm a big Steve. Yeah. Fan. That's a great movie, mm-hmm. but that's there's a good great lessons movie. in there, you know, for the yeah. first three quarters of the movie, it's like, Hey, pretty much you just got to never let off the gas. Like you always have to be improving yourself, dress right. better, work out, like do all these things that this guy, I forget uh, Cal, he just didn't do, you know? And that's mm-hmm. kind of what caused the relationship to fail. So if you get through all that other, like all the nice sappy stuff, which again would never work, it really comes down to like, <laughs> don't let off the gas. Like you got to keep working you yeah. have to keep improving. Like, all those reasons she was attracted to you initially, you got to keep it that up, up mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I, I joke. I'm like, well, my definition of marriage now is committing to never letting off the gas. Like, I'm going to be 80. I better have an. I got to have a six pack. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I got to keep uh, it going now. You know, yeah, baby. So, um, in the third, I'm I'm really partial to 10 things I hate about you.
0: Oh, see, that was on my list. <laughs>
3: was it? Yeah, yeah. That scene, that scene where she's like reading poetry. Yeah, and she's like talking to Heath Ledger. I'm just like. oh fuck yeah you go girl like it, you know i love that scene right yeah but again not a lot of good lessons to take there into into the dating world
0: you know what i mean no because i mean it's it's based on taming of the shrew from shakespeare right so so it's more about like gir- women not being allowed to be who they are and to date like to to have any kind of autonomy it's all you know, right under the control of their father Who's, who's brilliant in that movie. Oh, he's excellent. He's, he's excellent. fantastic. The gynecologist so, who's like, I am elbows deep in placenta every day. So
3: you are not dating. <laughs> before she goes out, you know? So this is what it's like when you're pregnant. This right? is like, so make good decisions, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But you guys touched on a couple different things. So just to be blunt, so are you guys in an open relationship or is it polyamorous? What's the, and what's the definition of that? If, you know, so-
0: we like to... I mean, if we have to put a label on it, we like to call it monogamish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So socially, to to the majority of the rest of the world, we would seem like your average, everyday kind of monogamous
1: couple. Nothing about us says average.
0: Nothing's average, but the relationship <laughs> itself is... We're
1: socially monogamous.
0: Socially monogamous. Yeah. However... Um, From the very kind of early part of our relationship, we understood that sexual desire and interest in other people doesn't end as soon as you just say your boyfriend and girlfriend or whatever. And so acknowledging that the next kind of step was okay. So what do we do about that? Not
1: for us. For some people, yes. And, yes. And, and this is what you kind of alluded to before about people backing into a traditional relationship. In other words, monogamy is assumed without a conversation or without a conversation about, well, what does that mean? What's cheating to you? Because even people in monogamous relationships have different opinions about what's cheating. Some people, some people feel that porn consumption is cheating. Right. some people feel that texting someone is cheating some people feel that all of that is okay like and so so i think so our relationship is is based on the fact that everything is on the table mm-hmm. everything is up for discussion and we've sort of evolved over the last few years trying things out understanding that because we have each other's best interests at heart, and because we love each other so deeply and have such a deep respect for each other, that things that we had discussed and try together is none of nothing is going to be a a relationship ending event. We've kind of learned what our boundaries are, what our limits are, what we like, and what we don't, where we want to go, and where we don't want to go. And so at this point, we don't um, we don't play apart from each other. We have just, we have sexual relationships and friendships outside of of our our sexual relationship. Which would
0: kind of like lean that more kind of polyamorous type type route. What, what, is, it,
1: what is it? Yeah, but but we don't. Yeah, but we don't. Um, like I say, we're connection people, so we're not into the sort of just hooking up with people and never seeing them again that's not really our jam no shade on anybody who chooses that not to yuck anybody's yum everybody has different preferences and 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 likes but for us we like to be together and we have people that we have built very special friendships with it's sort of like so like for example (laughs) (laughs) you guys have cards against humanity down there you guys have that game
3: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah okay.
1: absolutely. So like you know you get together with another couple friends of yours and it's like hey let's play cards against humanity. Um when we do that um if your card doesn't get picked you have to strip, take off a piece of clothing and then once everybody's naked we all have sex and
2: <laughs> Let's go. And then
1: and then we go home. Like it, and we go, all right, love you." And we and we go home. And so it's like <laughs> it's made like those kinds of outings, way more fun because I was never like- You like,
0: never fun, didn't really like double dating. No, I, I, I really didn't like that. But it's now it's more fun. It's yeah. a little bit more fun. So now.
1: that's kind of where where we're at. And we've tried playing separately a couple of times and we've come back and went, no, we're okay. Um, but that's just what works for us. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always going to be that way. Five years from now, a year from now, it could be different. It, it just depends. But there's always an open discussion yeah. about- where we want our relationship to go and what we want it to look like. And I think in, in the context of a long-term relationship, and we're like quite a bit older than you and your fiance are. So we have a a little bit of the, the benefit of experience and being in a different life stage where um, it's not quite as complicated as when you're looking at having children and, 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 building a home and all those kinds of things still learning who you are and learning who your partner is I think it, most of the research says that it's skew this kind of relationship skews a little bit older once you're at a different stage in your life where you feel confident and and sort of at a point in your in your in your relationship or in your own sexuality where it's like you know what I feel I feel that we're at a point where we can, start to experiment a little bit and, and just, and just have that talk. So, so I feel like I've been talking a long time. <laughs> no, no, this is honestly,
3: this is excellent. This is excellent. So um, real quick, how long have you guys been together? If you don't mind me asking.
0: Uh, What was it? Like three and a half years. Yeah. About, yeah. About three yeah. and a half years. Yeah.
3: And is this your first for both of you, a separate question. The first time you've been in some sort of open relationship with, or this type of relationship, I should say.
1: Your second.
3: My, my well,
0: the first that, everybody knows about it what i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no my 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 marriage previously okay um, didn't start out like this it ended like this Mm. um, for different reasons um but that was my first sort of foray into any kind of non-traditional type relationship Mm -hmm. and i was bad at it and my ex was not particularly good at it as well. And I learned a lot from that. And it's not like I went into it blind and fumbling. I'm a researcher. I I spent years gathering information, consuming books and podcasts and, and, and journal articles, and like just educating myself on, on, on sex and relationships. And I still fucked it up badly because because my partner was not didn't have towards no, me no 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 but my partner i'm gesturing towards you because <laughs> you have my back okay, all right and my right, partner right, right. like i couldn't as, as weird as it sounds the person i was married to and in a relationship with for a couple of decades never had my back anywhere close to the way b has my back from like almost the very beginning like mm. like and and that kind of trust knowing without a shadow of a doubt that no matter what happens we will be okay and we will figure it out Mm -hmm. that that nothing is going to there's nothing worse than somebody being so volatile that you have no idea if you say this one thing the whole world could could collapse on you and then having somebody who might not that doesn't mean that having my back means that she likes everything I say or do because she doesn't put up with my shit. If I'm being a <laughs> shitty human.
2: Right.
3: Right, so right. Call
0: me out on it, but that's part of it. Right. That, yeah. that, that, that making sure that, that no matter what happens, we can figure something out and, and get there. And we've had, and we've talked about a little bit on the podcast. We've not like, it's hasn't been a hundred percent smooth sailing through our relationship because even with our love and trust in each other and, and, the education and, and things that we've learned we still had to figure stuff out mm-hmm. and that's that's been a journey and it's an ongoing thing and, and the way our relationship looked like three and a half years ago and the way it looks now they they are related but they're it's not exactly it's not exactly the same Mm-mm. so i
3: gotta i gotta say you both not to cut you off you both mentioned or alluded to being significantly older I have no idea. You guys both look great. So, oh, low you. stress. Wow, I mean, you guys must be having low stress. Huh? Low <laughs> stress.
1: <laughs> no stress. That's right. There it's, you go. Uh, yeah, it jujitsu does that too. That's yeah. What
3: yeah. Oh, it does yeah. That it. It's definitely a a cleanser. But mm-hmm. um, no. that's, that's great though. So, you know, you you talked about um doing a lot of like reading and studying and stuff. Yeah. I, I'm the same way because I I hate to talk about things that I just don't really know. Yeah. You know what I mean? But so often on my Episodes that I would do, and I've talked about open relationships and all Mm -hmm. sorts of things. Um, you know, I do these this these studies and these researches, and I try to like kind of back up what I'm saying with some Mm -hmm. sort of science, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But in dating, it's so subjective, right? Like you guys know that the the statistics of open relationships working is much less than not, right? But that really does tend to skew when you're younger because as you get older, like you guys said, with your experience and your lifestyle just kind of changes. It's got a much higher success rate than if you were to start younger. You know, there's a big difference mm-hmm. between doing that at 22 and 32 and 42 mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. You know, my my father's still dating. God bless the guy. He's the oh, man, yeah? right? Oh, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know, his idea of companionship and relationships is very, very different than my own.
2: Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, different, li- different,
3: different life own. stage, right? Yeah. Different life stage, exactly. Yeah. And when he was my age, you know, it was. Probably similar to how I had viewed it. And you know, just naturally as you kind of learn more about life. Like you guys mm-hmm. have more life experience than I do. Again, you don't you don't look it, but you definitely <laughs> oh, right? As kind. you guys keep saying you do. <laughs> hey, I'm just shooting it straight, man. I'm i I love that stuff. But that's what we love about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the honesty. Um, but it, it really is something that there's just these shifts, and you can't really uh, like isolate dating down to things. So when I would talk about it on the podcast, I would so often be like, you know. I would make these three points. And then as I'm saying them, I'm like, but like, that's not that true. Right. Like, <laughs> there's also, you know, so it, it's such a. I love weird that you check yourself, man. though.
1: I think that's, I think that's awesome yeah. because I, I think it's, it's great that some people are so um, set in their arrogance about stuff. Exactly. And, and it makes them unrelatable. And I, that's, that's what really struck me about your stuff is that, yeah, you, you do your research, but at the same time, it's like, well, does that,
2: How's translate that does yeah.
1: that does that actually right. so sorry to interrupt you but i just
2: wanted
3: to yeah no no well first off thank you but that like do you guys go on twitter do you guys have twitter yes all right it's probably <laughs> the worst place in the world I, I would say in, in regards to people interacting you know i'm on there because like honestly my goal is interacting with mma commentators and being like right. oh yeah. who's this guy charles he knows so much Listen, yeah. you know. yeah i'm looking for my model on the beach story right yeah, all right. of a sudden i become rich and famous but <laughs> on twitter you see so much of that and there's this inability to reconcile like oh i fucked up i was wrong
2: yeah you know and it's
3: so refreshing when somebody's like ah you know what i was off here and it shouldn't be refreshing it should be expected yeah that honesty you know I mean? should just be default right just yeah. you know normal right and and if you are an expert on something, when you do kind of go back and say, like, oh, I was wrong about this, and you know, in fighting, I'll do that specifically. But I'm not an expert in dating. But even then, I'm so often I'm like, ah, you know what, guys, I-, I was kind of off here. And here's why.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: It just kind of provides a better one, more trustworthiness you know, because you're not just a bullshitter. But two, it's like, hey, this is a really complex topic in this complex world. And nobody's gonna be right all the time.
2: No, and one right.
3: study might not have the right parameters, right? That open relationship study I had did not take into account there's a difference between people in their 20s to 30s, 30s to 40s, 40s to 50s, right? It just kind yeah. of grouped them all together.
0: If you don't control for age, all of a sudden your results are skewed,
3: right? You got no control. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know.
1: And here's the other thing. If you're asking people to what they attribute their breakup to, when monogamous relationships break up, nobody blames monogamy. But when open relationships break up, everyone blames the openness of the relationship and they go, see, they don't work. Well, nobody, <laughs> right? Exactly. But, but nobody talks about monogamous relationships in that way because they're the default in society. So it could be because of, you know, resentment or, or boredom yeah. or a thousand reasons, Just right? Like and in so regular relationships. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, Uh, you know, I mean, I think for you, I don't want to speak for you, but I, you know, I feel like I'm a little bit of an expert on that, (laughs) you know, your, you know, opening up your marriage basically exposed. Yeah. It wasn't the reason that the marriage ended, but what it did was expose a lot of other things that were hidden for a really long time like you saying this person doesn't have my back this person is only out for themselves or this person is only out to make sure I'm not happy yeah right and anytime you have anytime you're in a relationship where your partner is actively working to only make themselves happy even at, like especially at your ex- at your expense what kind of a relationship is that and so is was it a catalyst? Maybe, but it wasn't the cause. And right. so I, I think I think there's that's something else that they need to control for. If they're asking people, well, why did your relationship break up? A lot of people, if it's anything other than a traditional relationship, they'll say, Well, you know, because, because yeah. Because of because it was an open relationship. Well, and this is the thing, there's a lot of successful open relationships that people don't know about because nobody talks about them.
2: Yeah. Right. 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 Well, like,
1: w- let me ask you this, please. like in your sort of peer group or, you know, age group, the people that are coming to you for re- advice and that, like, what is the overall kind of thought? Do you, f- do you find that there's a lot of people that are pretending to be in open relationships and just kind of using it at, like using the language to sort of Go
3: out and fuck around. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. pretty
1: much. Yeah. I was looking for a more articulate way to say that, but I love your directness. I'm very direct. I'm very direct. Yeah.
3: You know, that's a good question. So I actually do know a couple folks who are in open relationships and the most successful one has like real specific parameters. And I I can't say it because it would kind of give it away, but maybe I could tell you guys offline. Sure, sure. Talk about it just I got to respect their privacy. But it makes sense logically. In other aspects, I think there's an idea people have, okay. So when I'm single, right. And I have like a friends with benefits situation to me, it's like got all of the outline of a relationship mm-hmm. except for they're not coming to family events and they're like intimate environment events. Right. They're not being introduced as my girlfriend. Right. And, um, there's no real sense of commitment when we're together, I'll show you respect, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, I'll, you could spend the night, like all that. There's a lot of it that, that overlaps, but that, big piece of, I feel like intimacy is not there. So when you're in that type of situation, like when I was in that type of situation, I had no issue with what they were doing with what I was doing. You know, it, it was very open in that sense. But it was, it was an open relationship. It was an open relationship. Yep. Right. But when you go and and then you take that next level of commitment to me, and this is just from my own life, clearly it has no bearing on anybody else's. It seems like it hits a different point. The topics mm-hmm. you discuss, the, the relationship you have, the, just like the level of intensity, in, in a good way, just increases. And at that point, I feel like I shouldn't be sharing that with anybody else. Okay. But again, mm-hmm. that's just me. Yep. A lot of the times I give advice on what behavior is acceptable or what's not. That's usually what people mm-hmm. are asking me for. Mm-hmm. How would you react to this? Is this okay? Right? Mm-hmm. And ironically enough, in the open relationship circumstances, they were asking the same questions that the folks were in uh, traditional relationships, Right? is this disrespectful? And it didn't have to do with another partner. It just had to do with the way they were talked to, right? right? They were kind of being talked down to. Right. So they had this other aspect, the open relationship part, which actually I thought was working quite well, but it was the interpersonal relationship part that I felt was like, Hey man, that's just not acceptable. Right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody should make you feel, you actually kind of just talked about it, but nobody should make you feel less than what you are.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And so often, and you guys definitely have this, I could tell you build up who you're with. It's so important when I'm with my friends, when I'm with my, the people I consider my family and and grace is obviously included in that. I want to elevate you to the fucking moon. Yep. Like I want you to be the best you can be. And the best way to do that is with positivity, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'll get on your ass. If I think you're, you're slipping up, I'm going to let you know. Right. But it's out of love. It's out of Mm -hmm. this kind of quest for perfection, you know, that Mm -hmm. you never really reach, but you always want to strive for Right. So I kind of lost my train of thought off that part, but, but it, it does kind of apply here because when you see somebody who is not in that type of situation, maybe the physical is great. Maybe the openness is great. Maybe it's not, but that piece is so much more important. And that's so much more indicative of failure,
2: hmm.
3: right? So often people say like, ah, is this all right? What would you do? Because it's so easy to look past the small stuff. When I think usually the small stuff is more indicative right mm-hmm. so then you know you're talking about like let's say we're talking about you know me pursuing commentary like hey should i like send my resume tape in for this the only answer should be 100 percent yes, fuck yes mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but if somebody's like well you know but what would you then have to move or you don't know i mean what are the chances it would actually work like honestly just i would just say that let's just go grab some food well, let's hang out right and then all of a sudden i'm no longer pursuing my dream like that's how quickly it happens yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like that small brief conversation went from pursuing dreams, something that you want more than anything to, uh, nah, like mm-hmm. that, that's such a crime. That's so much worse than, than like the, than I, I can't even describe how bad that is. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard that to put is into a, words. That is a
1: betrayal. That is a
3: betrayal. It, they, perfect. That's the word. It's a betrayal, right? Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. me, that's no different than lying, cheating, stealing, mm-hmm. because you're, you're taking somebody's effort I say cheating in respect to yep. the conversation, right? right? It's it's like you're taking somebody's goals and just making sure they don't accomplish them. It's as crab in a bucket as it gets, mm-hmm. you
1: know? Yeah, and you know, a, a few episodes back, we had Dr. Murray on and fantastic therapist in North Carolina. Yeah, Greensboro, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we asked him like, what do you wish everybody in relationships knew? Like, what is what is the, and he talked about, he said, don't commit self aside. Don't cleave things away from yourself right. to keep that relationship going. There's this illusion that sameness is what keeps people together. Absolutely not. If you pare yourself down from what you could be to what you think will keep the relationship going, that's Our not normal. a relationship anymore. Yep. Right. Yeah, and that's yeah, we made that on. face too. We were just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was." And I think that's, that's to your point. That's exactly what you're talking about is somebody that asks you to be less than what you are. And that, because that's not about you. That's about them. That's about them bringing you to up down to a point where they feel comfortable enough. Exactly. And that's not, I don't want to be in that no. kind of relationship. Nope. And if you, one of the main things that we talk about as features of our relationship is that I want to be the best version of me for him and vice versa. And I want him to be the best version. I want him to keep striving to be the best version of himself that he can be because that's what the other deserves. Uh-huh. And, it, and if we're not, and if we're in a, at a point where we're no longer doing that for each other, then the relationship's over.
2: Uh-huh. Spot on. You know, so.
0: And I, I never, under, I never understand when, when, when somebody gets into a relationship with a person and then proceeds to change all these things about them. It's like you, you obviously liked something about them when you first started dating. So now why
3: are you changing all of those things?
1: Insecurity.
3: I
0: guess.
1: That's
3: exactly what it is. That's yeah. not, that's, that's exactly what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you want to kind of like obtain this, this big achievement. The, the partner you want, like, wow, I conquered this, but now I need to make sure they don't leave. And what's the best right. way to do that? Well, the, the real best way to do that is continue to improve yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. But you could also just bring them down to your level in their mind, you mm-hmm. know? And that that's like, it kills me. It kills me because you see that so much. Mm-hmm. You know, even crazy, stupid love. Granted, Cal in that movie was great. Very nice yeah. guy. <laughs> but he kind of let off the gas in all these areas. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? And and you kind of like, you let yourself go. You, you know, people get in relationship weight. I look the same exact now physically as I did 10 years ago. And that's Mm -hmm. never going to change. Right. I'm going to, God willing, I hope not. Right. And uh, you know, that pursuit of whatever greatness is, you know, maybe I want to be an artist. I'm not creative at all. That would never be me, but you know, on his podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have no like artistic ability in terms of drawing or writing or playing (laughs) music, none of that, but, but whatever, maybe I wanted to become a fucking ballet dancer. I don't know. But the idea is that I pursue that. I don't stop that just because I get into a relationship, Mm -hmm. whatever that relationship is. And I think, I mean we really we really went around this circle but going back to your original question like I think that's the biggest crime and that's the biggest thing I see that I'm giving advice to you know mm-hmm. like you yeah. can't you can't let these small like curve balls that somebody throws at you derail you from from pursuing your dreams or pursuing whatever it is you really want because that's the reason they were attracted to you right they were attracted to you for this reason so you're going to throw that away because of comfort or or because of it's easy
1: yeah because there and and I think that people delude themselves into thinking well this is it for me like nope there's there's always a bigger fish right like didn't Qui-Gon say that there's always a bigger bigger fish fish. there's always (laughs) a bigger fish and and you know it's it's just to bring it around to the fighting part for a second one of the things not that I was shit testing you because I don't do that but that (laughs) that sounds very manipulative horrible yeah it is a horrible Uh, thing sounds smelly yeah but A, a big thing, you know, before, you know, I was I was single for a little bit before we met and, and I was dating and stuff like that. And it was shocking how many men did not want to date me because I was a jujitsu girl, because I was rolling around on the mat with other guys. And why would I want to do that? And it was just like, bro. And it, I mean, it was great because it was such a quick filter. It was so yeah, easy yeah. for me to go okay thanks for playing and one of like with him he was so like he's so confident in himself and who he is that he just thought he was like that's fucking badass man that you do that like and very early in the relationship he was like let's get down on a mat and like and i was like all right man and how did that go oh i got my clock
0: cleaned Like I wrestled I wrestled in high school yeah. so and, and you know I'm a physical guy so I have some strength and agility and flexibility and stuff like that but but there's only so much you can do when an arm bar is being slapped on you or how effective a rear naked choke is you know even even somebody who's half your size right oh, yeah. like, and I just I was tapping all over the place and at the same time killing myself laughing like it was, yeah. it was like I had like this mosquito just buzzing all over <laughs> me, and just like, and there was nothing I could do. And it was she's everywhere. Yeah, and it was just, it was awesome. It was unbelievable.
1: And that told me so much about him. And and it was so crazy because I was a blue belt at the time, and I was still a good couple of years away from your purple from my purple belt. My sensei is very picky. It's good. It's a good thing. Oh yeah, like he's he's amazing, and. You know, very early on, he was like, listen, I don't know where this relationship is going to go. I don't know what's going to be happening, but I'm going to tell you right now, the day that purple belt goes around your waist, I will be there to celebrate that because that's a big fucking deal, man. Fuck yeah. And, Mm -hmm. and that happened last year and congratulations, by the way. Thank Mm -hmm. you. It was like one of the biggest days of my life, man. That's a bit like purple belts, a big deal. Hell yeah. I'm. I'm like five foot, nothing, a hundred pounds. Like I get, I get, I get thrashed all the time because I'm little, right? So I got to work twice as hard and do it twice as well and be twice as technical and twice as fast, right. To, to get, but, but it makes me better. And he was there, he filmed my, my test and took all the pictures and, and it was, you know, I have this fantastic video of my sensei saying all these cool things in front of the entire community and um, putting that that belt around my waist. And I'll never forget that day. And that he was so sure even years ago that he wanted to be a part of that, regardless of what our relationship looked like, whether we were still dating or just friends, or we always knew no matter what was going to happen, that we would be in each other's lives in some capacity. And that was such a, that told me, you know, sometimes there's moments that get presented to you that tell you everything you need to know about someone. And that was my moment was the way he viewed this, this martial art that had quite literally changed my life, changed who I was, saved me in a lot of ways, and continues to influence my life philosophy and everything that I do so much of what I do. And the fact that he had such respect for that. And encouraged me to, you know, just fucking go for it, man. Is is so huge, really, really huge for, for me. So
2: yeah. This is it's
1: it,
3: Opportunities like that. And and I don't mean this for you, Dante. It, it was an opportunity for you to impress her. You just yeah. did what you felt was right. Yeah. Right. There was no, actually, there was no
0: motive behind it. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that's how you know it's genuine. But that's yeah. really an opportunity for you, be, because it kind of shows like. Hey, here's an opportunity to really see who this person really is. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's people will recognize those, you know, if if you're paying attention, you're like, that's a fucking big deal. You know, and and people will give you opportunities negatively too, Mm -hmm. you know, and you got to recognize those. And it's so often you could kind of brush something under the rug. My um, my one buddy, he was dating this girl for a long time. And and, you know, she was great, right? But he got his black belt. I remember she didn't show up. And right, right. And I remember Oh my God,
1: my jaw's on the floor right now. Mm
3: -hmm. I know. know, and And I remember thinking to myself, like, that fucking kills me oh, like, that wow. really bothered me that really bothered me you know because it was an opportunity this is somebody who was dating for for quite a few years it was like that that's fucked up like you, that's such a big accomplishment to like i would want to be i was there right so obviously i want to be a part of it yeah but, you know so often i think it's easy to be like yeah you know no big deal right you kind of oh brush my things God. off and, that is a and huge deal down the road. It, it didn't matter. I mean, he's, he's flourishing now and not that he was doing bad then
1: without he was, her.
3: Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> right now. And, and he's the man an incredibly high quality human being. And it is what it is. But that was just one detail where you're like, wow, mm. not, not a good sign. Yeah. You know?
0: When it, when everybody kind of goes, Oh, I don't know, man, that's yeah. yeah.
1: And, and that's something that's an absence that is so conspicuous. Right, where everyone at everyone in that community like I don't know how big the gradings are you know but like there's what at least a hundred people, a hundred grapplers on the mat for the grading.
3: Wow
0: you get a big it, gym
1: It's huge well I think there's yeah. probably 300
0: members yeah yeah Beautiful. and
1: yeah and and it's a big big day and if you it, don't show up
0: yeah it's, it says a whether lot.
1: you're grading or not, It says a lot about you and about your part in the community. And if somebody's SO didn't fucking show up for their, Uh, yeah, that, that, that blows my mind. That's just craziness.
3: Well, and to give you some perspective on, on like the grading that we do, I own the gym. I'm one of the owners and I'm still a purple belt. I've been a purple belt for like four years now. (laughs) What the fuck is going on here? I thought if I owned the place paid rent. Yeah, right. If I'm paying rent, you guys got to hit me with something, right? Stripe me up. <laughs> Where's me my coral belt? Come <laughs> on, man. Yeah, yeah, right. What are we doing? What are you doing?
1: <laughs> Where's my brown belt?
3: Yeah, yeah. something. I'm, but you know, joking, when you honestly, get
1: it, it, when you get shit. it, it's, it's going to be shit, earned, man. right? Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. You know, because how easy would it be if I got it in like, you know, a year? And so people are like, this fucking guy. You know what I mean? But. I feel like now we're getting a little excessive, but that's, that's neither (laughs) here nor there.
1: And COVID (laughs) is just a fucking heartbreaker for, for people trying to get their belts, man.
3: Well, you know, so we had that, right. So uh, talking a little bit more about jujitsu. So we had like, I I would say like 10 people who were promotion ready, blues, purple, whites, blues, all that. Right. And we were going to, we moved to a new gym location back in February and then we closed in March. Right. So, yeah uh, the timing could not have been more perfect right (laughs) so when we right right before we were moving we were like okay we could do this right before christmas and we're like oh man how great would it be to open up in february plan it out and then do a promotion in the new gym the the place is beautiful that we like it was a significant jump up right right and uh obviously the covid closure stopped that from happening Mm. so we had to do like these as soon as we were able to open again legally you know because we were closed the by law for four months we um we went ahead and we did like small groups and stuff so it kind of took away a little bit of that like big momentous occasion Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but i could tell it still was a very and like we couldn't let people in there so what we did was we had their family hang out outside and then afterwards we let them come in take pictures when we could open up the doors and people would kind of come in and out keep the group small because it's all about us for it's all about um like the person capacity
2: yeah
3: But, um, that was one thing where it was just like, ah, you know, you, you feel like you're missing that magic, but we still Mm -hmm. had people showing up for their significant others or husbands and stuff like that, you know, wives, like it was still people being like, we could recognize, you know, we had, and some of the members are getting teary-eyed, you know, I'm like, oh my God, this is hitting me. You know, like it's such a big deal.
1: It's very emotional. It is It's very emotional. It's like a
3: graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I was the first one in my family to graduate from college and I had like 25 people come down, right? Everybody was there. Oh, uh, it was a big I deal. Love I love mean? that. So, and it was funny too, cause like I I get, I, I you know, got through college by the skin of my teeth, right? I get my diploma and instead of sitting back down, my whole squad, like, and there was like 25 people there from Jersey, from one from Illinois, <laughs> like my friends from here. Like it was a really, it was awesome. It was awesome. Oh my God, I love that. So I get my diploma and you know, they redirect you back to your seats and I like run up into the crowd like where my whole family is, and like I jump in, and it was this big moment, you know. It was like this <laughs> fucking one of the best moments of my life, truly oh, one of the man.
2: best. I love that. Um,
3: and it was just like, yeah, these people had the opportunity, like they all graduated from college. They didn't really like to them. This is just you know their family had done it. They didn't really, yeah, just another day, deal. yeah, just another day, right? But they were like, damn, for him, this is a big moment, and I want to be a part of that, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's like that's the real key. And, and Dante, clearly, you recognize this, like, no, oh, yeah you've been to graduations, you've been to ceremonies, but you see how big of a deal this is to that person. Mm -hmm. So naturally you want to be a part of it. Why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? And that, I think to really bring it full circle, that's what it's all about with a team. You know, it's you guys against the Demogorgon, you know, that's (laughs) That's right. (laughs)
2: Right.
1: Nice,
3: nice name
0: drop. What's,
1: What's the, what's the sky one? What's the one from the second season? Oh man. You know which one I mean? Like, it looks like a tree. Oh
3: shit i got it i got it when's
1: the new season coming by the way i I
3: don't know dude i'm so stranger things by the way i'm I'm a 90s kid right right dude (laughs) i fucking love that show like i I watched season three twice because i was so into it it was just like oh my god you know just that like young age kind of like innocence you know that you don't get you're just like riding your bike everywhere like it just Mm -hmm. really the nostalgia hits so hard the mind flare. The
0: mind oh, flare. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's the right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. When is the new season? I'm dying. I don't know. Let me see. Season okay, four. so yesterday we just started the boys. Have you seen the boys? Tremendous show. Holy <laughs> shit! One episode. I've seen one episode, I'd and been I been trying like,
0: to get her to watch it for like two years, yeah. and she finally, we finally had a, a break in our like shit that we're watching that we could like right, right, right. bring something new in. And, and, and
1: why did I say we had to watch it?
0: oh because your sensei was like hey have you she was training on friday and he was like hey have you seen the show the boys and she's like oh yeah like uh dante's we watch this and she comes home she's like we need to watch the boys i'm like oh yeah, yeah, okay yeah. what do He's i need like, a black belt Cool, you listen okay, like, pretty much yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> pretty. oh it's such a good show
1: oh my god so- one episode i was like oh shit i'm hooked like where i'm super stoked about that one mm. the mind flayer mind, yeah the mind flay nice uh, that's and right. i
3: like i love superhero shows I, like mm-hmm. all the netflix ones you know that for a while they were doing those marvel ones love yeah. them all jessica jones punisher daredevil like i really enjoy that but the boys is such a unique take on it right because it it's is. like mm-hmm. hey it's all the superheroes but they're pieces of shit <laughs> <They're, you> know, <laughs> <garbage>. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh what but you and
1: know? this is the thing we're kind of um we just did our um death of celebrity culture a couple of episodes okay. back and we were, this is, this is why it takes us so long to watch stuff because we watch stuff together and we pause and have like a 20 minute side conversation oh about God. the anthropological implications of what the, uh,
0: a 90 minute episode of 90 day takes like three and a half hours. We are to watch. exhausting.
1: <laughs> and That's so much, fun. and we were just talking about how, oh my God, like, look at, look at all the, the parallels between this and celebrity culture and how nobody is who we think they are and we
0: idolize them to be these amazing people and they're just as shitty as everybody else yeah
1: right right? like they're except they're worse because they they have all these yes people around them saying that everything they do is fucking amazing even if it isn't right even if you're a piece of shit everybody thinks you're awesome because you have money or fame or or power, or whatever it is. So it's yeah. So it's kind of an interesting. It's been an interesting. Like I don't want to give anything away, but like the first,
0: the first episode the first, gives sets the scene. For no, so but many I mean, things.
1: but the but the the new superhero and how quickly she learns
0: the engineer. Right.
1: What the fuck is going on? And you're just like, oh man,
3: you really see behind the curtains. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And and and, but at the same time, it's done with. Edge and co- and humor
0: and gratuitous violence. <laughs> oh
1: my, my god! It's like I was I was saying it's like Watchmen. Remember? How, like, did you? Ever yeah, see the movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. It mm. has that same kind of feel to it, right? So yeah, so really enjoying that. But I just yeah, I was like, yeah, I know you've been, ta- but you know, my sensei says so. I need to now watch that. So we now. can now we can watch
3: it. <laughs> well, hey, listen. However, however it ends up, at As least long you get it. there that's it right yeah that's you know it.
0: what i mean and now now there's two seasons for us to blow through like we're we're lucky now we can there we go we can go through it all
1: yeah because we got through the mandalorian and then
0: yeah yeah Well, although season two's out now right there's still there's still, you were on, watching so I'm it... saving it yeah we're watching it week by week because i can't wait I, I like to oh, binge no. but i can't i can't wait like eight weeks to Painful, watch this man. like i gotta watch it now a friday night comes and i'm like i gotta watch this shit you're locked
3: in yep. it's
1: like why are you doing that to us disney, disney why classic, can't you just uh... I can okay. tell you because
3: they want you to keep paying for the streaming service. That's right. They gotta, I have kids though, so
0: I'll be paying for that Fine. shit forever. Oh right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're they Just take my money, just throw it at them, <laughs> like it's gone. Cool.
1: So, um, so what's it been like for you with with the gym and and everything? How's that? How's that been? These yeah, it's last been pretty tough.
3: Yeah. It's been pretty tough. So, you know, obviously, I was, I was just talking about this to somebody. The cases are going sky high again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same. what's happening here. Now you guys are in Canada. Yeah. Yes. So you guys did a little bit better than we did because the U S did fucking awful with it, Mm -hmm. but it seems like even the places that did pretty well, they're struggling with it too. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's just as soon as you, you know, you think you get things under control and then you get these large groups together and then you get, Mm -hmm. you know, people stop taking, stop wearing their masks. And next thing you know, the cases go up again. It's not Mm -hmm. the craziest thing in the world. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And um, we just had, I can tell you this. We just had somebody whose significant other, tested positive for COVID. Okay, So that happened yesterday, right? Somebody so or, in your gym? Friday night. So they were training and their significant other tested positive. So they hit us up, told us, which was great. And yeah. then basically immediately we just, we just closed the gym and we're like, Hey guys, classes on hold until, for two you know, weeks. basically for two weeks.
2: Wow. Now,
3: if he comes back or if the, the um, we might have to edit that. Just, I don't want to be, I gotta be a little careful. Yeah. Uh, if this person comes back and they say, Hey, we, we, you know, tested negative, we're good to go. Then we could open up safely and stuff. But the risk of the public, I don't want to say like outrage, but like the, the public perception, Mm -hmm. you know, if we have like seven cases and it gets on Twitter, DMA becomes epicenter of coronavirus in Arlington, Virginia.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. No,
3: I mean, we're talking like my business is over, you know, this is something, I mean, we all work day jobs. So I'm a consultant by day for the defense department.
1: Oh wow! Okay,
3: and uh, it's the complete opposite, right? I'm talking very professionally, and <laughs> um, but if that were to get out, I mean, that would be a disaster. And and we, you know, when we we barely got through the shutdown. You know, mm-hmm. we we're, we were pushed, You know, we we're basically paying rent, and just you know, there there wasn't a whole lot of government assistance here in the U.S. Oh no, yeah. it's been it's been different for you guys for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they had what was called the pay, uh, paycheck protection program, which was decent in some ways because it encouraged um, employers to continue paying their employees right? right so you kind of mitigate the amount going on unemployment because you're getting money to pay for them but it was kind of it was flawed because they gave the money to the banks and then let the banks decide and the easiest way for the banks to do it was say hey what were your 2019 taxes so any business that was declaring a loss like we were cuz we moved you got nothing
2: right? oh. so even if I had a payroll
3: you see what I'm saying? So I have a payroll. I still have people I'm paying for, it, and, and we actually continued paying our coaches and, and staff mm-hmm. yeah. through quarantine just out of our pockets. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get reimbursed for any of that because we had this huge move that right. happened in 2019. You know, so mm. the the timing of it was pretty epic. I mean, it was it was almost like we really coordinated with Corona. I was like, Hey, when are you going to be the worst? Okay, yeah. let's make it happen. You know? <laughs> now we're going to leverage ourselves oh, the most. Yeah, right, right. When so the
1: worst time for your business.
3: You know, thankfully, I will tell you, we're all pretty crafty. And what, what I lack in artistic creativity, I make up for in practical creativity. So we're <laughs> finding ways to make it happen, you know? Right. But um, I'm a little bit concerned that if we get another quarantine and we have to shut down again, that's where I'm starting to get like, oh, God, like, can we get through this? Can like, how are we going to manage, through, yeah. you know? And there's only one, one option. Yes, we will. You know, right. we'll figure it the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. DMA is not going anywhere. But how painful is it going to be? Yeah. <laughs> that's the part that I really can't control.
1: And, and I think that's, that's kind of where we're all at at this point yeah. where everything starts, seems to be backsliding and everybody's tired and just, and, and there's some bad days. Like there's some mm. where it's like, am I ever going to be able to do jujitsu again? Like, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, you know, for, for a while there we had, you know, a couple of little pods, like I have um, mats at my house. So that nice. was a little bit helpful. But now we're back to a point where we're not supposed to be mixing with anybody outside of our household. And really? So they, sh- they
3: push you guys back?
1: They pushed us back. So we're on, we're on the last level now before um, lockdown. So- And it, it's, it basically like from Thanksgiving, it's all, it's been like, yeah,
0: it's just been steadily rising. Well, we
1: have Canadian Thanksgiving. So we're like the second Monday. Yeah. It's like the second
0: Monday in October is our Thanksgiving. And so you combine that with Halloween at the end of the month. And those are both times when you get gatherings to people Mm -hmm. and the cases have just gone up and up and
3: up Mm -hmm. and up and up and up. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so around here, I don't know if you follow us politics at all, but obviously we just had the election. Everybody knows about (laughs) Trump and all that. What You just had an an election. (laughs) How'd that go for you guys? Listen, I don't know what you guys are paying attention to in Canada. <laughs> Yo, bear with me here. Oh, my God. The whole world is paying attention to it. Uh, trust me. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> I'm about four miles away from the White House. Of course. Like, if you give me a good North oh, uh, wow. Nerf football, I can probably get it there. You know, the little Nerf ones. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, so a lot of folks, and this was really happening all over the country. You had these massive protests from back yep. in May, and they were related yep. to some police shootings. You guys are aware of it. But, yep. you know, it, being apolitical, right? it's like, I don't care what the issue is. Why do we have millions of people across the United States getting in large groups? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, this is where it's like- Like Sturgis. Okay, that's a great one too. What are we doing? You know what I mean? Or any political rally. Why are mm-hmm. we doing that? Mm-hmm. You know, and to, at the same time, like we get these protests, it's Like yo, know, hey, each one of these things, whether it's Sturgis, which is, you know, completely unnecessary, I'm obviously more sympathetic to your First Amendment right than a motorcycle rally. But again, yeah. we got to do a little bit better, mm-hmm. right? Like, this is a direct- cause and effect millions of people come together for whatever reason it doesn't matter coronavirus doesn't really care it's not like are you riding a harley all right no okay cool shit like yeah a large group of people Mm -hmm. yeah cases are gonna go up and and we've seen that happen and for me it's like i'm looking at these folks i'm like are you guys gonna pay my fucking rent
2: Mm -hmm. you
3: know what i mean like if you're not wearing a mask like and and that's become a political thing and i feel bad about that but you know hey man can you just where that's the easiest thing to do, you know. Me shutting down my business—that's a big fucking deal, yeah. right? Like all these other small businesses, restaurants—like these—are incredibly large-scale efforts. Mm-hmm. But putting a piece of cloth over my face, I mean, I even like, my nose—if I could wear one, you sure as shit
1: could. <laughs> <one>, you <know>? got <laughs>
2: one.
3: Yeah, people. see, it helps keep the mask off our face,
0: though, right? That's it does. It but, gives but, you a little but, bit of room.
1: But I think that's that's. I mean, not to you know, I don't want to get too much into like. You know you guys versus us guys, but I think that's that's been a one of the major differences between the response on either side of the border is that masking has not been a political issue,
3: so everybody's wearing them up there, yeah, for the most part,
1: yeah. I mean, this is the thing not in private gatherings, that's the problem, that's is the that issue. that's what's causing the backslide is, is private gatherings and that kind of stuff, but publicly, um, we have a pretty much a, a Countrywide masking mandate. Yeah, and it did
0: doesn't, and it didn't matter the political background whether they were Mm. uh, on the left or the right of the political spectrum. Mm. They, you know, the medical experts weighed in, and the advice has evolved as we understand more about the virus and its transmission and all that kind of stuff. From what we knew, you know, in early days in February and March, and if this, if the medical experts and the epidemiologists and the virologists, if they come out and they're like this is one of the best ways to mitigate the spread. Then the politicians got on board with it and put it out and had that unified message there.
1: And not to say that people are happy about it. Like there's still people people that are like, wake up, wake up sheeple. Sheeple. Okay. Like, you know, I I saw a tweet this morning and I agree with you. Twitter is like a horrible place. Yeah. It's tough. And And Instagram is like the Woodstock of social media, (laughs) right? It's like, (laughs) that's, that's where we met is like right. yeah, on the yeah. on the beautiful technicolor playground that is Instagram. But <laughs> you still have that. And there's still, you know, people that are 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 against that. And and that's fine.
0: That tweet that you saw.
1: Oh sorry. The tweet, the tweet that I saw was if if the worst oppression you've ever encountered in your life is being asked to wear a mask, I think you're doing pretty well. Right. And I think that's kind of the bottom line of it is that in when, and people love to compare the 1918 Spanish It's like, bro, did you have Netflix then? No, you didn't. Yeah. Like, shut up. And I realize that there are people in, in bad situations where they're not going to have a place to live as the winter's coming, and that needs to be addressed. But for the most part, I mean, really, like like, that's just like humans, isn't it? Where most of the time, all they want to do is lie on their ass and watch TV. And then you ask them to lie on their ass and watch TV. And they go, no, I won't do that. Fuck you, my freedom and shit. Like, like, it's, (laughs) it's crazy. And, And it's, this is the thing we were just having a conversation about this this morning, about businesses like yours, and my sensei, and the restaurants, and places that are like, what the fuck, man! Like we gotta, we gotta get to a point where they're no longer at risk.
2: Yeah, because yeah.
1: people are working really, really hard to to keep these things going.
0: And the, and the, and and you know, our government has been better than some other governments at bailing out and and providing financial assistance of course, it's never going to be enough and it can't be forever. So what happens? Like how long can you pay people to stay closed before like the idea of money just disappears? Because like, you're just, you know, you're, you're in debt billions and trillions of dollars just to try to keep this thing from the whole thing from grinding to a halt and to what end. Right. And, and I think that the way that some of this stuff is, is, like I read a headline today that was like, you know, five five provinces in Canada record their highest daily counts of COVID infections since the beginning of the pandemic as lockdowns right. tighten. And you're like, but there's so much more to that story than just the headline of the number of cases. How many people are we testing? right like sure it's more than we had in april but we were testing like 500 people a day in april or whatever the number was and, and yesterday it was 45,000 people mm-hmm. so what's right. our hospital capacity like you know all, all these other things that that go into it but it's easy if you're the type of person that just just is a passive listener to everything to take this in and just go what the fuck is going on like mm-hmm. the whole world is fucked what the fuck are we doing Why, how's my mask going to make a difference the, and and you get this mass hysteria that happens there mm-hmm. so like at the grocery stores because the, the red zone is happening here on monday and the lo- grocery stores shelves were bare and you're like but they're not closing like what are you doing no. you can still go to, and get groceries like you don't have to yeah. buy two weeks now like no. you know and and it's just this herd mentality just and for how long how long are we going to be able mob to mentality. mob, mentality? mob yeah. mentality
2: yeah it's yeah.
1: crazy and yeah. it's, it, nothing is changing except they don't want people gathering that was the only thing that was changing and capacity limits were changing and that was it and people just went ape shit right but, like you you look like you've got
3: oh oh yes no, yeah, you've got, I, I, d- like don't, I don't, don't like, to, i don't oh,
2: want you i don't want you to like, yeah. <laughs> <like>, lock
3: down <laughs> <laughs> no well you know so around here um and and I'm like I'm not a very political person, even though I live in the most political place in the world. And I went yeah. to the most political university in the U.S. <laughs> right? Um, it the the anti-mask movement, if you want to call mm-hmm. it that, tends to be from folks who are very focused on civil liberties. Which mm-hmm. I was I'm a big fan of civil liberties, right? Bill of rights, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Mad respect for all of them. Mm-hmm. But the the like level of effort to put a mask on, if that the people are saying that that's control, well if that's controlled, then what is it when the government tells you, you have to shut your business? Because quite frankly, mm-hmm. everybody listened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you, you telling me you won't wear a mask because you want to be controlled, but then you'll stop making money and you'll just adhere to what they say on that other side. That's such a bigger effort. That would such be, mm-hmm. be so much more of a violation by your definition. You know, the, the lack of consistency in the argument is the part that kind of gets me. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, if you dealt with this, you know, civil liberty infraction of wearing a mask, which quite frankly, I think there's some benefits to just in general during flu season or public transportation.
1: Sure. I haven't had a you cold know. in months,
3: Yeah. I, by the way, this is the first time I had Lyme disease when I was uh, 17. Oh, so, and wow. it really Shit. fucked me up for about three years. Yeah. I haven't been sick for the, for the longest time <laughs> no, in my entire since life since I had Lyme disease. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. Yeah. It's been almost, uh, I think 14 months I've been keeping track. So wow. just before coronavirus, right.
1: I haven't smelled anybody's breath in eight oh. months and it's been glorious. <laughs>
3: It's right. Tremendous.
1: And it's and you right. have
0: these people who they're freaking out. They're like, you can't tell me to wear a mask to go into your store. I'm like, we tell you, you have to wear pants to go into a store. And, <laughs> and, and nobody goes, you can't tell me I can't wear pants. Fucking freedom. Right. I'm right. pantsless. Like oh what? God. Like,
3: Please. But and, yeah. even if you have a real issue with it and, and you know what? I'm sympathetic to be an issue being told what to do. Mm-hmm. It's just such an easy thing,
2: mm-hmm. you know? Really and
3: again, like. If it was up to me, would I wear a mask? Probably not. Right, probably not. But I'm wearing one, and you know, assuming there was no coronavirus, I mean, yeah. But yeah. if if I have to close my business, like that's such a big deal, mm. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's such a huge level of effort. And I don't think anybody's going to be coming under my defense. Nobody's going to be paying rent, you right. know. And and I'll leave you with that. I know we should probably just get Drop off politics, up. but <laughs> we had one, yeah. We had one funny situation here in DC. So DC is um like 97% to the left, right? Yeah.
0: I, loved, oh, oh. I, I DC, I love DC by the very way. Very much made it clear that what they felt about mm. the current administration yeah. in the in the election,
3: eh? <laughs> sure did.
0: Sure did. Some <laughs> right? margin.
3: But there was this, this wild super spreader event that actually made it to the news. And there was this private party in northwest DC with these like these rich folks and like this uh, this beautiful house, right? They had like hundreds of people there they had like a fucking 40% coronavirus rate. It was crazy. Wow. Like they had a ton of cases. Like it all got linked back to this party. Oh. And, you know, it's obviously not the side you expect to not be wearing masks and to mm-hmm. be violating all of these things. And I think, you know, we talked about Twitter quite a bit and we'll keep ripping on them because even though I'm on it, I don't like it. Um. <laughs> you know, so often it's easy to point the finger, like, oh, it's all these fucking people's problems. But just like we were saying earlier, you know, you don't really know what goes on behind the scenes of each person's mm-hmm. life. And all of these folks, I'm pretty sure they were not Trump supporters living in Washington, D.C., you know, coming from that environment. They were just mm-hmm. not wearing masks. And they were just mm-hmm. kind of thinking, it's not my problem. I'm not I'm not part of the problem when they directly led to a massive spike that the the contact tracing was like, oh, it happened right here, literally right here and not too far from American University, actually, right, in, right, right near Tenleytown.
1: You know, what's so interesting about that, though, is that I think, you know, there's there becomes a level of wealth or privilege that above that it doesn't matter what end of the political spectrum you are. you just feel that sense of entitlement to do whatever the fuck you want because right. rules are for poor people not for us, right And I think <laughs> I, I it, it doesn't it doesn't and the surprise virus comes
0: me. for you all. yeah, it like, doesn't matter
1: like, Again, like you were, I think you're absolutely right. What you were saying before, it doesn't discriminate. It doesn't give a fuck. It doesn't care about passports Uh -uh. or income level, or it doesn't care about any of that shit. And yeah, that, oh my God, that's, that's so crazy. Like, it's funny. I, we watch movies now. And see crowds of people and go, ah. Why are they right. wearing masks? Or, so or, so or, close or a character walking through an airport and touching a handrail and you go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> we get conditioned so quickly. But what you were talking about before about, is this going to survive? Fucking yes, it is. Because we'll find a way to make it survive. We're flexible strategists. We find a way to make it work. And, you know, I, I, I would like to... Sort of leave it on a high note to say that, you know, we are going to do jujitsu again one day, one hundred percent, and things yeah. will will start to settle down. And when that fucking border opens, I am coming to your gym. <laughs> Hell yeah,
3: both you guys for your brown yeah, belt
1: ceremony. There go. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll
3: coordinate that with you for sure. I'll have <laughs> we'll you contact my coach. He's gonna tell you make him wear the gi. That's what he's gonna say. You know, he's gonna say he's gotta wear the gi more.
1: Yeah, you gotta yeah. wear the gi. Absolutely. No,
3: it's like eating you know, vegetables. I'm are, you, are you are you
1: no,
0: are you no gi? Is that is that your is that Oak. your favorite sort of thing?
3: I, yes, one hundred percent.
0: I mean, is, I just it, don't is wear it because
1: it you can wear V neck rash guards? Is that why?
3: Hey, <laughs> good reference. Okay, I, I do wear my Tim's on the mat. That's there you great. go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, if I could leave you with anything, it would just be kind of what we talked about, which is with a good team. You could do anything, you know, and whether that's in a relationship with un, uh or, or new age ideas or untraditional ideas, or you're running a business during a coronavirus environment, whatever it is, if you have a good team and you have a good uh, sense of that, that blood is thicker than water type mentality, rising tides are going to lift all ships, you know, mm. and you, you will get through anything. So, you know, just like podcasting across the world, you know, you, you come together, you can figure a lot of different things out. I love Absolutely. it, man. Love it. Guys, this was awesome. Yeah, this was awesome. Charles, man, thanks for everything. Hey, thank you both so much. We'll do this again for sure. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, this will not be the last time, brother.
3: (laughs) All right, man. We'll speak soon. All right, take it easy. Hey,
1: everyone. I hope you enjoyed that episode. We really enjoyed recording it. It was so much fun. He's just delightful. He He really is. Yeah.
0: I love how you, you can take the boy out of Jersey, but you can't take the Jersey out of the boy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah he's so great
0: Charles is awesome I love his description of like when he showed up at the American University looking like a guy who was there to collect debt 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 <laughs> that was awesome he's a cool dude
1: anyway we hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did it would be great if you could go and subscribe mm-hmm. we're on Apple Spotify Google, Google Music Pod- right yep. um Leave us a review. It really helps us out, helps the show out. Um, if you leave us a review and, um, or share the episode. Please. Share it with. Um, Let people know. Yeah. If um, if you really enjoyed it and you know somebody else that will, um, share that. We're yeah. coming into the season of giving.
0: The season of giving. So give the Cheating on Fear podcast. Your friends will thank you. <laughs> Direct them to our website. Which is where? www.cheatingonfear.com. You can email us at info at cheatingonfear.com.
1: Yeah, please do. We, um, we're um amassing a mailbag episode. Yes. So we With would your love to hear questions. From you. Your questions, your anonymous questions. We won't.
0: Yes. Unless you want to be famous, in which case we'll use you. Oh, yeah, totally. So famous. tell us if you want us to name you or not in, mm-hmm. in your questions. And you can also check out our content on the social networks at Twitter and Instagram I was gonna say Facebook but mm-hmm. fuck Facebook <laughs> and our <laughs> handles are at cheating fear yep all right